What's up, gamers? Welcome back to another edition of Radio Melee. Joined today, as always, myself, PPMD, I'm joined by Toph, the man, the commentator, the legend. What's up, Toph? Hope you're doing well, man. Doing good. I am super excited to have, you know, because we're, we're, here we were, you know, about a week ago. Okay, exactly a week ago. Literally exactly a week ago, right? Yes. We were talking to one of the greatest Peach players uh, of all time, if not the greatest, right? Armada. And I was thinking, this is great. I'm having a good time. PB's having a good time. Yes. Armada's having a good time. Twitch chat's having a good time. And I realized, why stop at just Armada? Why stop at one great Peach player? That doesn't make any... I mean, you got a good thing going. What are you going to do? You're going to keep doing it. So I thought, let's get Polish this week. Because mm -hmm. he's been... He's been hot. He's been putting in work. I know he's been out there for a long time. Uh, an old teammate of one of our old rivals from the Reeds, uh, Free Palestine. That's another. That's another. You know, fun fun factoid cool. for you. And uh, yeah, so TLDR, what's up, Polish? Good to have you on. Hi, nice to be on. Uh, no, I don't have anything to say. Actually, wow, content's <laughs> terrifying. Holy shit, content is <laughs> you're fine, man. You're yeah, fine. dipping my toes into oh. the content world for like one of the first times. Yikes, mm -hmm. man. People are watching. <laughs> they are. And there are going to be a lot of people watching you, especially after your phenomenal performance at the World Tour NA East Qualifier. Look at the segue. Let's go. And, and, uh, and SmashCon. Yes. And, and SmashCon. SmashCon. Right. My yeah. first major win, arguably, arguably bigger for me, I think. I Is mean, it? if you, I don't know if you watched the commentary. It was funny because it started as, it started as like half, you know, like half joking. Like we we're on commentary, like, all right, only one of the players in this pool has ever won a SmashCon. As it turns out, Hungrybox has not won one of those. It was Leffen, Leffen's won, Armada's won, uh, Mewtwo King, I believe, but not Hungrybox. And so we were joking, like, oh, only one of these players has won SmashCon. And let me tell you, that joke, as the pool went on, <laughs> Really started, uh, you know, crystallizing, and suddenly it wasn't so much of a joke anymore. You know, so yeah, it's kind of funny. I think at the end of the day, that was the metric that really mattered when it came to results <laughs> for that pool. So. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. Man, but you know, you, but I think you know a lot of people uh, probably assume you're more new school, but you've definitely been around the block. Like, when did, when did you start playing? I'm like, uh, first local was December 2015, uh, Xanadu local, okay. but I was like. I like started like practicing tech skill and like net playing around like summer 2015. So playing for a while. Oh out. yeah. I don't know what's considered like new school or old school anymore because we have like so many like sub generations of like yeah. you got like original doc and I might be like net play like beginning of like net play end of like original doc. Then you have your slippy kids. So I'm I'm somewhere in there. Yeah, oh, yeah, I mean, I would say a lot of people would maybe say that's newer, at least compared to a lot of top newer. players, some who have been around <laughs> for quite a while. So yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, I, I, dude, I still think of it's weird. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't even think of myself as like old school. You know, I don't like <laughs> think like I, because I, I don't know. I mean, even when I got into it, right, there were so many people that were mm -hmm. that were already doing amazing mm -hmm. things before me, and you know, you're always going to compare yourself in that kind of lens. When did you start, PP? When was your first like tournament? Uh, I started 2007. About after playing for a couple months, I went to a tournament. I think it was mid October 2007. So, uh huh. So you're yeah, you're more old school than me because I was I was 08. So there you go. Yeah, at that time we didn't think so much about history because the melee was the newest game at that point. So no one really thought about it that much. Yeah, so it was a you know what's funny. Then. 
I actually did get into Melee right after Brawl came out, which is arguably the weirdest time to get into Melee. It's the roughest time. Yeah, because it doesn't make sense, right? Why would you get into Melee? I don't know. I was, was a weird kid. I was, I don't know. I, was, I went to a Brawl thing, and there was, a, there was one little lone Melee set up in the corner, and people were playing teams on it. And I was watching them. I was like, this looks this is crazy. I was like, this looks so crazy. And then I started going to those fests and just got hooked. They, uh, yeah. Polish, you used to be, in fact, you used to be a Falco player, if I'm not mistaken. I did, yes. No, like my first, uh, first, I think, two, maybe two and a half years of the game, I was just a young little Falco out there watching all the top Falcos hit buttons. And I was like, I want to hit buttons like that. It's actually how I initially <laughs> started, is I was like, I think I watched like, like I watched the doc and then was like, okay, I want to learn how to wave dash. And then after that, I just watched a ton of combo videos. So the first thing I ever did was just like Falco pillar combos over and over again. Here's that Falco combo extension that Mango did in this combo video. I'm going to learn that one. I basically just like started the game by like, I want to hit all these combos. These combos look so cool. And yeah, here I am now. How'd you get into how'd you how'd you end up switching to Peach? Like what was the was there an inspiration for that or Okay, so this is a hard one. Look, my like practice habits as far as melee is concerned have always uh-huh. been bad. If if we're if we're talking about like improving with my main character, I uh-huh. when I was a Falco main, whenever I would play like I played just a ton on Anther's Ladder, and I was like, well, I don't really want to play Falco on Netplay because Netplay is bad or whatever you know there was that idea floating around at the time and I, also sure. was on, I was also on like a pretty bad laptop so it was actually bad for me um <laughs> <laughs> but i was like you know what i think i'm just gonna play a bunch of peach because peach is weird and kind of like feels like a different game almost figure out what's going on here and then i got to the point where like 75 plus percent of my playtime was just with peach and i was like oh i like peach so much better it's so much more fun to play peach but like my what was more fun? Mm-hmm. Ah. Damn, I, I've never thought about it that way. <laughs> I think my they are Falco, super different. They are yeah, super they're different. like it's the things that I think I really liked about both characters were like you've got like a projectile. I just like items. I think when I like played casually at like six years old, I was a Zelda main, and I just like picked up all the items and free for alls and threw them at people, and that was my main way of fighting. And the way that I kind of brought that back as a competitive player was like, mm. I'm Falco, I'm shooting lasers. It's like, now I'm Peach, I'm throwing turnips. It's like the items kind of, that, that well, stayed You also get through. the beam sword and the Saturn and the bomb yeah, sword. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actual yeah, items. Those are cool. <laughs> actual items. No, it's yeah. just like yeah. the 2000s for me. But no, it's like, I think I just like, I like the way that Peach can get in and like really hit buttons and pressure. My Falco is always really bad at shield pressure, I think is what it was. <laughs> It's so like at Falco, I get in and I'm like, ah, oh, I can't get a hit. This sucks. They're just shielding and then I get grabbed or something. But as Peach, I get in and I'm doing my float cancel aerials, mm-hmm. my downs. It's like, it feels so much more threatening to be in as Peach. And also, you get like living longer is nice. I won't lie. When you're like kind of worse at the game, you're like a young Falco and you're just like dying <laughs> to a bunch of stuff, it's like, that sucks. Yeah, true. <laughs> true. True. I, I understand it gets better as you get better, but I never never reached that point. So I just kind of yeah got to the point where all my gameplay was in with Peach, and then I um I had less of a good melee mentality at the time. 
I will, I will preface this story by saying that <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I was, you know, I was, I was, I was a little Falco player. I was a young little Falco player and I lost the Falco ditto to two Falcos in quick succession, both of whom I believed I was better than at the game. So the first one, sure. yeah, yeah, the first one was Nurok, an MDVA Falco player, old school player. Um, I always, before this, I'd always believed the Falco ditto, the better player never won, dumb matchup, didn't care for it one bit. I then lost to a young Bobby Big Balls. And I was, oh. like, I was like, this guy, he's just hitting buttons. This guy isn't that good. He's hitting all those buttons, and I'm just losing to buttons. This is so stupid. I would destroy both of these guys with Peach. And then I tried Peach next time, and it worked. worked Yeah, quite well. (laughs) Because they were they were young Falcos at the time as well, so they didn't have like a Peach matchup set up. Bobby, oh yeah, that's how that goes. (laughs) Now, of course, amazing player, very good in the Peach matchup. I, you know, I. I would not have had the same young, toxic Falco reasoning in current day. But, you know, I was who I was back then. <laughs> Dude, so, I... Yeah. It was kind of totally. a... Totally. Yeah. Like, I lost those sets. I was like, this is dumb. Falco's dumb. <laughs> Falco did it was dumb. And then I was like, you know what? I'm just not going to take the game as seriously. I'm going to, like, stop practicing. I'm going to play Peach for fun. Have a good time. And then my second tournament as Peach, I think I beat CDK. So I was like... Wow! Oh, shit! I oh guess my god! I might re- no, I might remember this. I might remember this. I might yeah, remember I, this. Yeah. No, because like previously the Bobby and Nurok stuff, I was just trying out Peach. I was like, could I do this? And then I was like, no, but my Falco's better. But like, what really got me was I was like, it was like the winter time, melee's winding down. I'm like, I'm just gonna chill. And then I beat CDK almost immediately. And I was like, okay, I'm not chilling anymore. I'm just a Peach main, I guess. <laughs> my Peach is just better. Didn't, um, did Connor also go Peach? Was it a Peach Ditto, or what was the matchup? It was... Because okay. I vaguely remember this. What tournament was this, also? Okay, so this was, um, Fight Pit 7? It was one one Fight Pit. My the, my first tournament as Peach, actually, was the night before. It was the mole oh. weekly before this Fight Pit. Eliminated from losers by one CDK. Okay. Um, the next day... We're like, it was, I think, the set for like losers top eight. And yeah. the first set was Peach Chic. And then our set of Fight Pit also Peach Chic. And I just like, I don't know if I adapted or if I just like learned how to execute like Flow Cancel Bear better. And that was, that was what really did it for me. And yeah, Peach Chic clutched it out. Fun stuff. <laughs> Took off from there. I do remember this. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to dig in. A... Oh, yeah, oh, go yeah. ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I think I had like a close-ish set with it was like a three zero, but it was it was a close three zero, you know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like yeah, yeah. All the games felt well for like absent page at that tournament, which was like it was, it was kind of neat. Yeah. It was like a second Peach tournament. I was like, wow, I guess like only playing Peach and like sometimes playing Falco in tournament will get your Peach better than your Falco. It was a fun way to figure that out. It's funny. I'm I'm going through that a little bit. Now I I, I mean I'm probably not gonna. F- fully follow up on it but it's funny because lately i've only really been playing falcon and marth on netplay playing a lot of falcon <laughs> and a lot of marth and uh you know lately i'm just like but i, I don't know i'm like going to main stage and since since about a couple of days ago i was like okay i really should be practicing my fox like i can't be <laughs> my falcon's gotten nasty compared to where it was at like two or three months ago but i, I mean i don't know that i'm fully gonna make the, the switch but no, okay, i mean i, mean, I think now. that's very valid i think that's very valid <laughs> 
you're just messing around on Netplay and it's fun. And then <laughs> suddenly you wake up one morning and you're a peach main. Just happened. Even now, like most of my playtime is just secondaries on Unranked. And like all my characters are getting good, but it's like I don't have one that I like love like I loved Peach back then. Peach. Still on the still on the Peach train. Got it. Got it. Well, we uh just so you know, so people know we've already got some really good questions here in the Submit Topics here channel. But, you know, if this is your first time, if you're coming from the YouTube, remember, exclamation mark Radio Melee, if you're watching on my stream, if you're watching on PP stream, all you got to do is type in exclamation mark Radio Melee, click on that Discord join link, I'll even put it in my own chat myself, and uh, if you click on that link, you're going to be immediately in the Discord, and there's a submit topics here channel, just drop your questions in there, you're going to get to talk to us live on air. And before we get into our first caller, uh, we are going to take a look, I believe, at the community voice responses. Uh, we do this man. every single show. Rolling through it. We're rolling. We're ro- we're going. We're, we're, oh, that's right. You got to be these days. And uh, yeah, for, stick. by the way, people watching on the YouTube, people watching on the Twitch, stick around because at the end of this episode, Polish, uh, we're going to get another community voice for you guys to react to. So let's see what we got last week. Okay. So I believe we were talking about, this was a really cool question from Ramada that really is, it, I, I kind of liked it because it kind of embodies that era of like when you know, a lot of the biggest melee tournaments were at fighting game tournaments, but the question was, it was like, what do you think, like, who would be a top esports player or fighting game player or esports player that you would love to see pick up melee in, like, a hypothetical world? Yeah, and a lot of these, a lot of these answers, except for the Ludacris one, who I, is, I don't think Ludacris, I think they're talking about the rapper, right? Unless there's a ludicrous esports guy. Does anyone know? I don't know. Oh. But he, uh, they said it would be funny. They said it'd be funny if he did, so I'm assuming, but again, I don't follow all the esports. But I saw that and I thought that was pretty funny. There's uh, probably like a tier three Valorant player named Ludicrous or something, but I have, <laughs> early, I have to assume. I have yeah. to assume this is about yeah, I mean I'm down. I'm down for, for sure. that. The double when do we Luda. get that collab going? The That's double huge. Luda. Yeah, yeah. Um, but a lot of these are um, FGC, um, Sonic Fox, Justin Wong, mm-hmm. Daigo Umehara. And I, I know go. Justin Wong in particular has been a big Melee fan for a while. Uh, yeah. Justin Wong also weighs in on a lot of topics in Melee, like when we get mad at HBox for holding the ledge. He's like, nah, that's cool. And, nah, that's you cool, know, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and love or hate him, he's at least talking about it, which is pretty funny. And so yeah. uh, I thought that I, thought, I always thought that was kind of neat. I think uh, Sonic Fox here. I mean, just an absolute, absolute master at at, at, at least fighting games. I don't know about all their cut types of fighting games, especially. Mm-hmm. So that'd be so much fun to see what they could do. Definitely. Um, in some ways, kind of like the modern Justin Wong. In some ways, you know, Justin Wong oh, yeah. was that Wonderkind. Yeah, you know, who was mm. just tearing everything up. I think uh, what something I always liked about Jay Wong too is that Jay Wong, like in in different games. I think he's known as being kind of like a like a lame player, you know. He's his, his video, yeah. "The Art of Lame," which I think is an awesome. He loves game. it. He embraces it. He embraces it. But he also doesn't only play like you know. He actually plays very different uh, character styles from game to game. And like you know, Marvel Three, he played a Wolverine yeah, his, team. I was just gonna like, say his Marvel Three was not like yeah was hyper aggro. Even yeah. in Guilty Gear, you know, he's playing May, who like yeah, May is a character people I would say complain about, but. They complain about her her rushdown. <laughs> you know, she yeah. doesn't really run away from you. She kind of gets up in your face and pushes buttons. So, 
You know, I think with Jay Wong, it's cool because he's at such different. And then, and then before Guilty Gear Strive, in the earlier version of Guilty Gear, is playing Potemkin, who's a grappler. Mm. But then he's one of these guys that also goes on Twitter and talks, does he talks, hate grapplers? talks shit that's on grapplers. I know he does. So. <laughs> I was just about to be like, what? He does hate grapplers, yeah. yeah. But, you know, I just think that's cool with him how he, he plays a lot of different characters and a lot of different games that has very different play styles. So, you know, I don't even know what he would be like as a melee player, but I, I do seem to remember watching him play some Ultimate. He was doing like a stream or a video on it, and he was playing some Lucina. So maybe the Marth call was was accurate. You know, he was mm. playing some, and he was doing some, you know, retreating forward airs, and you know, just yeah. good, good stuff. You know, I was like, oh, looks good. You're doing some retreating forward airs. I can't really hate on that. That's that's what I would be doing probably. So good for him. But uh, but yeah, pretty 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 cool responses. I think uh, you know, we just like to think about this sort of thing because it's it's always fun to to draw comparisons and stuff. Polish, was there was there someone is there is there any I don't know if you follow any esports but just to throw it to you real quick is there anyone that you thought would be kind of neat if you do, if not it's fine I am putting you on the spot here I can see that's a little exasperating so not my intent <laughs> no you're totally good no I'm like barely a gamer outside of playing melee hmm. so my answer I love people like that I have just absolutely no idea um, okay I'm then name a name a celebrity or an athlete then. That you'd like to see bigger, really. You know, while Polish is thinking, I'll give you, I'll buy you a second. When I remember at Winners Finals, um, before Zane and Polish played, and it said favorite game series, and they were the only two people that said Melee for their favorite game series. Like some people said Smash, but they were the only two people in the in the bracket that said Melee. And I thought, wow, how beautiful is that? That those were the two that (laughs) that went all the way. What a what a bunch of legends. It was Zane and who? And Polish. Zane and Polish. Yeah, I don't even remember. It was like apparently, it was like I think it was like a Google form that we filled out like a month and a half before the event. So I didn't like I didn't even remember ninety percent of what I put on there. But you were speaking. Yeah, it's fun to see. I was like, oh, I guess I did say that. Uh, I did say that. Game series. It is melee, I guess. (laughs) No, I mean melee's kind of a series. I've been playing the melee (laughs) melee for longer than I'm playing most other game series. No, we're getting like also we're getting like we're getting some new melee things. Yeah, we get Akinet. Yeah, exactly. Frozen Stadium. That's a that's a that's a you know Frozen <laughs> Stadium. That's like the latest, uh, yeah, latest yeah, greatest, yeah, I guess. Yeah. So uh, okay, my answer is Elijah Wood. Oh, Bruno. that's a good answer. Oh, that's a good. Yeah. That's a great answer. <laughs> that's a great. Well, we know Elijah Wood plays Nintendo games because of the whole Animal Crossing <laughs> thing. I, Do you I remember that? I don't know the whole Animal Crossing. Thing. I don't know. There was it. There yeah, was a brief little. <laughs> There was a there was a funny thing that happened on Twitter. You know that 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 month or two or three where everybody you know the pandemic had hit and everybody was playing Animal Crossing at the time on right. the Switch. And there was this thing that was blown up on the internet on Twitter was someone put up their turn because they, they had the turnip thing where you, you your turnips every week. Did you play Animal Crossing PP or no. Polish? Do you guys play that game? No. Okay, so there's an in-game currency or whatever, and it's it, the game is mostly offline, but you can go online and go to your friends islands and stuff and every week you can sell turnips to make a bunch of in-game currency and turnips on different islands have different prices so if you if you get a very good price on your island a lot of your friends will come to your island to sell their turnips on your island to make a bunch of money and elijah and and, and someone tweeted out hey i've got really good turnip prices on my island this week if anyone wants to come here's the code to come 
or hit me up and you can come to my island. And Elijah Wood responded to her tweet or whatever and was like, hey, I would like to come to your island. I have a bunch of turnips I want to sell. And this girl was like, oh, my fucking God. Yes, you can come to my island. And it was really cute. Like he went and like they they, you know, did the thing. And then he they did she selfies, was showing him right? And they were taking they did little selfies. Yeah, 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 yeah. And she showed him like her, her little island. And, and, and it was this really cute thing. So we know he, we know he's at least at least a casual level gamer. He's probably. Touched yeah, yeah. No, not too many degrees of separation between him and me. No, not really. too many. <laughs> not too many. It's like it's like two or something yeah. like that. Also, I don't know. I just love I like Elijah Wood. I just like Elijah Wood. All right. Well, I think it's about time we got our first caller on um, because we got some great questions this week. I, I, I already see a bunch of them. And uh, it is Team Kessig. What is up, Team Kessig? Welcome back. And uh, how you doing today? Where are you calling in from? Uh, hello, hello, hello. Uh, I'm doing great today. I'm calling in from uh, Cambridge, Massachusetts. Mm. Um, and I have a bit of a fun question for y'all today. All right. Hit us with it. I love fun questions. So Peach is a unique character in this game for quite a few reasons, uh, including her float and, uh, you know, just her moves in general can be a little different from the rest of the cast. However, Peach's turnip in particular has been a really important part of her kit. Uh, you see Peach's, like, wife, Polish, uh, Laud, and, of course, Armada using turnip in so many different ways. But my question for you is, what if Peach didn't have turnip and... Would Peach be a better, worse, or simply different character if instead of Turnip she had a different projectile, like Sheik Needles, Charge Shot, Falco Laser, oh, that wow. kind of thing? And how? my question is essentially, how important is Turnip to her kit exactly, and could there be a replacement for it? Huh. Question yeah, has I mean, a lot of parts. Yeah, I mean, I guess part of this question, too, is just like, how does Turnip stack up? Because this is a fun little question I get sometimes, is like, do you think... Like, is Falco... Because I think the commonly accepted thing, you ask people, like, hey, what's the best projectile in the game? And I think a lot of people are immediately... Like, you know, Falco Laser. And or, I think that's... Or Falcon. Prop. I think Falcon is a good answer, Falcon, too. the man. Yeah. yeah he's he's a great He goes so far when he jumps. <laughs> he does. He does. But yeah, sorry. He does. You, I didn't mean to interrupt you. But yeah, Falco Peach should... Yeah, Peach should... Uh, her down be as she pulls out from the ground a sentient <laughs> Captain Falcon yeah. player. And through, yeah. the, through, the, through the Facebook metaverse... Uh, a top Falcon player uh, receives a wave bird where he can take control of that Falcon and start kneeing your opponents. Like literally none locks in through the, through the fucking morphogenetic he field. And starts someone. Yeah. He bonds no, you. Yeah. I feel like you could just no pull doubt. out like a Falcon, like overshot knee specifically, just that one option. Just like, like an assist, like a Marvel turn. assist. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah exactly. He just comes out. And yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I know you're running away. Like eat this now. <laughs> That'd be kind of cool. That'd be kind of cool. But yeah, I guess we're kind of inherently comparing projectiles here. It's like, how does even, uh, yeah, like, because, cause, yeah, is, is, is Falco Laser even, because Sheik Needles, I think, have an argument as well. And then now certainly Turnip. Um, how do these projectiles stack up? Well, and like, uh, yeah, I'm like, interesting to talk about. I feel like Peach Turnip can like help you against people who are like above you or on the top platform or like the puff kind of thing where like puffs up there and you just have to deal with it, right? And Falco can, like, use lasers in a similar way uh, to, like, deal with people who are up high, but he can do that because he jumps so up in the air. Mm. Peach would kind of be missing right. something to, like, contest top platform or, like, higher up, I think, without turnips. So... What if also, you like, got on a side platform and you jumped and the lasers... You jumped and you started shooting turnips? 
You could like, could you laser mid float, like repeated Falco laser? <laughs> I think Ooh, that'd be cool. there. Yeah. <laughs> well, it would you be can... an exception, right? Because you can't normally do B moves while and float and just keep floating. Oh damn! No, I think I think you'd have to drop float. Now that I think about it, you'd have to drop mm. float. You could you could full hop <laughs> and then laser and then float and then drop and then do another laser. I think that the uh, also the full. Oh. That's a really good point. Like, also the, uh, like, shield, like, how are turnips on shield versus lasers? I feel like there's a lot of situations where, like, let's say contesting side plat, where I feel like I'd almost rather, like, have a turnip than a laser in terms of, like, jumping on a platform, throw turnip, like, do aerial. I think right. that's, like, a little better suited for it. And also Falco laser, like, has that landing lag. I think what Peach, what's, like, the best rest punish projectile? I've been thinking a lot about like it would ooh, be needles. Uh, you just have more well, needles unless you pull like a stitch face. Charge shot if it's kill oh, percent. Yeah, char charge shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's if it's kill percent. Yeah, hey, even if it's not, you'll take the damage. Yeah. Yeah. I've been thinking yeah. a lot about like Peach Puff and like how a lot of the reason why it's like bad is because Puff can definitely just like do a rest. And I just have to accept that Puff's done a rest if it hits <laughs> or misses. Like, my best rest punish is literally, I think, just pulling a bomb. That's, like, where I'm at at this point, which it's a, right. sad, a sad kind of acceptance now. But I feel like if Peach had, like, Fox up smash, oh, my God, it'd be so much better. So it's I'm thinking, like, right. characters. Yeah, what, what if, like, Fox up smash? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, where's, like, how, how well does, like, Samus charge shot kill in that scenario is what I'm wondering. Also, Samus charge shot could be good pressure to, like, keep people from top platform camping you because now you're Peach with a charge shot. Right, that's, that's true. That <laughs> that's terrifying. I will say, even oh, yeah, go ahead. I was. Just well, I'll, say, I'll, never mind. Go ahead. We have the exact same cadence. All right, fine. I'll go first. I uh, I'll just say. Uh, remember, there's also missile, and that could be that could be an interesting. That's something we're forgetting here. It's true. Um, while Polish is pondering, I wanted to add that when I see Peach turnips get the highest value, I find that it's when someone's off the stage. And you're not going to have a, I mean, yeah. outside of needle, maybe, but even then sometimes not, uh, peach is just going to have better value with turnips. I mean, you can even throw the turnip above you and hit someone and they can fall into you. You couldn't do that with needle turnip can go below the stage. Turnip can go farther out where peach can't go. So I think there is something, I think that's when, that's where she gets the most value from it. Um, and I also think like, for Peach, I mean, she can also drop it out of pressure if she's pressured, or I know some Peaches yeah. were doing that out of shield. If Puff was on their shield, that was something that yeah, they were talking about a while ago. Mm -hmm. So I do think it's pretty important. And then I know that I've, I talked to M2K about Marth Peach for you know a couple of years, and I know this thing that M2K would complain about more than anything else was, well, Peach has a turnip. It's so, it's so, uh, it's such, I just want to keep her pulling the turnip. And so I can tell you that it is important to her game, at least in terms of that matchup, although I think as Marth Falco, matchup. yeah, Marth matchup, but also as, as Falco, I don't prefer her having it either because now she's in the scary place above laser and she can do something to me. Boo. Right. Right. So, right. So I think I think at least in certain matchups, I think it is a, it is pretty valuable for Peach in the particular way that Peach works. It gives her more approach options. It cuts off angles It can set up for her shield pressure, which, as Polish mentioned, is wonderful. And so I, I think that it would her having the lower mobility and not really having anything to compensate for it, I think would hinder her more. So I think the turnip is pretty valuable. I don't really know if you if it would be better to replace it with anything else. I mean, there are some situations where 
needle or laser could be better and maybe charge shot if puff misses rest but maybe you know like i don't i don't really know if that comes up often enough to be worth it yeah i think the overall versatility of turnips is just like so so high and like complements like the way that peach is slow and can only move around x amount it just complements her so well that i don't know if there's like i feel like a lot of other characters like their projectiles are really good partially because the character is fast and can move around in position like falco lasers and like chic needles like i feel like peach with them like has to spend so much time like setting up to be able to like do it well versus like the original character so i would probably say like i think turn up might be might be the best we've got here might be really well suited to her yeah. i'm actually gonna flip the question because i was thinking about it imagine because i was thinking about this imagine you got chic but now when you press the b button she doesn't throw tur needles she pulls a turnip right and i think that's actually terrifying i think turnips might just be really good because uh I don't know. That might obviously she's gonna lose some utility in terms of certain edge guards. Like needle cleanly beats up B. Sorry, I don't know what Firefox. Whereas uh, turnips don't always cleanly beat it. Uh, it kind of depends on which turnip you get. But um, you know that might also just be uh, kind of terrifying in some ways because you know. Oh God! Now I'm just imagining there. Falco short hop turniping. It, it's not as good as you think. It's not. As good as I promise you. I don't think, yeah, I don't think it would be as good as with, with Falco, for what it's um, worth. Dude, but when I Falco, think... like, catches your turn up, and then he's a turn up and a laser, oh, God. It's the most, <laughs> most terrifying world. It's he's, so he's dual building. He's yeah, he's dual got building. too much. <laughs> yeah, he's double fisting. He, um, so, so, uh, I think with, she, I, so, thinking about this with Sheik, it, it really tells mm -hmm. me that, I think the most valuable use for turnips is, and I because th Sheik, I think, struggles to approach some too. I think that's just going to make the approach so much easier for her. Whereas I think needles don't always really do that. And I think what helps Sheik a lot is kind of keeping people out, controlling her space, using the platforms better. But with turnips, she could go in a little bit more in the similar sort of way, I imagine. Uh, probably wouldn't work the exact same way, but there'd be some similarity. So I could, but then, like you said, the edge guards would be would be pretty different. She can already go out there kind of far, wouldn't need necessarily as much turnip help with that. Although it would help covering some side Bs, which she does struggle with. So be utility there too. So it it would be a bit of a give and take. Um, for for Sheik. and so yeah, it's it's a, it's useful to think about how valuable turnip is in the context of all of Peach's set and, and and how it really does provide something really important and you pull that stitch and then there's the then there's the fear factor right because then you're like oh man i've seen the clips i don't want to be in the clips man i don't want to be on reddit bro come so, on <laughs> for you yeah and yeah, i'm just thinking about sheik's beam sword move set <laughs> wonder what she can <laughs> do with that thing someone hit me up afterwards <laughs> yeah that'd be badass I don't remember if Sheik's beam sword usage is very good. I think uh, I think her dash might... attack's good, but I don't remember. Mm -hmm. I remember having like a yeah. really fast jab, which just goes like, oh yeah, and it's like super it quick. Covers a lot of yeah. Sheik might have wish... better moves though, which is the problem with Peach. Like you get right. a beam sword, and you're like, oh cool, I have these like hitboxes in front of me. It's like that Peach doesn't normally have, but Sheik like just has better buttons. Right? Yeah, she's got her grounded moves are already so good. yeah, ordinarily. <laughs> I always wished, side note, I mean, maybe this would just be completely overpowered and not fair, but I always wished that you got with, um, you know, because if you see stick in the air with a held item, you throw it. But I always wished you could, like, literally do, like, imagine, like, you get a beam sword, you're just doing, like, more four now with, with this beam sword. You, you oh can't, because if you try to do this, oh, you're just God. Like, but, 
Yeah, that's that the, would be terrifying. That's the cool peach thing where you can just float and then you get to do the aerials while holding mm-hmm. it. So sick right. that you have that. Yeah, that would be that's like kind of another intrinsic way that the turnip or the item mecha- the item pull mechanic in general with Peach complements her the rest of her gameplay, which might have been intentional. Like from a developer perspective, I have no idea, but it worked out really well for her. <laughs> Hard to say. Yeah, well, Hard to say. I do think we've covered it pretty well. Um, you, uh, we answered that pretty well for you, Team Kessig. For sure. Thank you so much. Uh, Thank you. Yeah. And I do have a shout out. I'll run it. Uh, it's for the superior who is a peach practice partner for me. And uh, he actually inspired this question. We were talking about a uh, peach and I like cool. how ah. cool turnip is. I, I think turnip is just a, I think turnip is really a, just a cool move and I'm fine getting stitch clipped every once in a while because it just, it's a cool thing. Yeah. Shout out to stitch clips. All right. Uh, you have a good rest of your day. Thanks for calling in team Kessig. Bye y'all. Good, good starter question. We got the mm-hmm. high-level peak insight here as well. Love yeah. that. You can also catch the stitch and then clip them right back. It's like it's high risk, but yeah, I, you get it's like a bigger clip. I think. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like Peach gets a stitch kill, and you're like, okay, I get it. We've seen this, but like Sheik catches the stitch, gets a stitch kill. Everyone's popping off for that. Yeah, I will say those are rare. I feel like the peaches are always much calmer in those scenarios. I guess mm-hmm. they've been there before. Might be a little more often. Yeah, it's just Dreffen and Laud. If you have a stitch, like it's you might as well just throw it away half the time. Those guys are terrifying. They know it. They know too much. Oh, didn't you often throw away your stitches, or am I thinking of someone else? I think I was uh I was definitely up on Cody recently and I got a stitch and I was like, No. Tossing this thing out. Don't want to like throw this into a shine and then get like get it shined, die at zero percent. Just kinda a lot of the time it's like stitches are like nice for like the variants if you're like behind uh but like sometimes that variance can just flip itself on you and then like if you have a lead like sometimes it's just not worth not worth going for if you think you can just beat them by playing the video game normally interesting yeah i guess that's what variance is that's fair um all right well i'm ready for our next caller absolutely how do i pronounce this this is harpo harpet harpot (laughs) i think i'm actually wait i don't think i ever found out how to say your name but Harpot's one of my chatters. What's up, Harpot? How you doing? Where are you calling in from? Uh, hello, Tof. Uh, this is Harpot678 calling in from Hong Kong. Oh, shout we don't out. have a melee scene here. Let's go. We don't have a melee scene here, but and I'm not planning to start one. Uh, one question. Uh, Armada abandoned the Peach matchup very early on, switching to Young Link for Hbox. For uh, Hbox. When facing Hungrybox's Peach, what are the differences from Polish's Peach in contrary to Armada's Peach, which decide the difference in success in facing the matchup? Mm. All right, so this is a question that I think only Polish should answer. At least I'm not going to attempt it. <laughs> yeah, so I'll be honest. Um, Armada VODs are kind of like the cryptic tomes of Peach, where... As a Peach player, and from talking to other Peach players, you go back and you watch them, and it's like, I'm not really sure how this guy won all the time. Like, I go back and watch Armada sets, and I'm like, I don't know if I gained anything from that. This Like, this guy's just, like, the best player in the world, and I'm not, like, ready to start internalizing, like, what's going on here. 
So my knowledge of like Armada's Peach Puff game plan is almost non-existent. Uh, I could like hazard a guess and say maybe he was getting hit by rest setups or something, but like that's just the matchup a lot of the time. Um, I can tell you about my playstyle in the matchup, though. Um, Maybe you could compare that to other peaches around now, then, so that people could still kind of get an idea of what differentiates or how it's changed over time. Okay, okay. Um, I think that, okay, there's definitely Lod style, which Lod style is to play, like, directly on the ground and just, like, basically, like, wait for HBox to, like, like, one of his main openings is, like, waiting for HBox to, like, hit shield wrong. And then, like, just flying out of shield with an aerial and hitting him, punishing for him for that. I know Lod's trying to do, like, a lot of low up airs to, like, catch Puff coming down. Mm -hmm. Lod doesn't generally, like, get too high up. Plays more grounded. Somehow it works out for him. I have no clue how Lod plays that way. But he's, like, just a super brain genius and makes it work. Um... Keizu, I'm not really sure how Keizu plays. I feel like Keizu is, like, definitely more grounded than me. Has, like, some mid-flow aerials more mixed in there. A lot of, like, good, like, a pretty, like, complete back air walling mix-up. Um, and then my playstyle is, like, I kind of play, like, Yoshi. Uh, That's in a that, good comparison. I remember yeah. I, you guys talked about this on the Melee Stats when you said... Yoshi is a better peach and while that is a yeah. comment that I don't fully understand maybe <laughs> that's not actually, yeah that's a lot quote <laughs> right it's a lot yeah, I, I know it's a serious it's a serious comment but it's also mm -hmm. a slightly confusing one uh <laughs> for at least me but I guess that's not really what we're talking about here so it's like Yoshi what you're doing okay so pretty much the way that I started playing melee is I just wanted to do all the tech skill and the combos and I started around like the shield drop era when you could like just do shield drop aerials with Falco and get hits for free over and over again without thinking and that was <laughs> awesome and from there I kind of like I didn't so much like learn how to play the rest of the game immediately I kind of like started from like the shield drop free opening and kind of like expanded my neutral from that point and learned like adjacent options and somehow after like a bunch of years and then a switch to peach now i'm just really big on like platform shield drop double jump momentum like go above undershoot in the air do all sorts of weird like double jump double jump momentum mix up sometimes undershoot like just do a whole bunch of stuff like that right i just have this weird like higher float or platform related like game plan that i don't think i think it's like pretty me specific so in the first game i know hungrybox i three stocked him first game just because i don't think he'd like ever seen a peach play the exact way that i'd played um and then as time went on he kind of like adjusted to learning like my threat ranges when i set up in different situations like on platform specifically uh so, oh god, what was the when, question? Yeah, the bring question, me, bring, yeah, bring me back. To real yeah, I got you. Yeah. I got you. So, <laughs> so the question was basically, how does your um, interest in playing higher up? How does that work against Puff or against Hungrybox specifically? Because that's how does that differ from the other Peaches? How does that work with her options? How does that work? Um, there's like a lot of spots where like Puff. It feels like I can like more safely challenge Puff when she like jumps up in the air and starts doing the back air wall. A lot of Puffs like aren't ready for Peach to like jump up and like start doing like a down air like a little higher than where puff is a lot of puffs will get like clipped by that hbox as time went on started like drifting away from that entirely and just not messing with it 
And that also will then, once they're, like, starting to respect that, I could, like, land, and then I gain space from, like, usually I get up high from, like, I'm in the corner, and then I, like, win a mix-up to get up on the platform, and then from the platform, I'll go, like, really high above them, they'll retreat, I'll get the center stage, then I have a turn up and center stage, and I'm like, oh, this is awesome. Um, so I think that, like, that kind of higher game uh, really helps me. Also, since I spend more time on platforms, I'll... Um, I'll get the occasional down smash on platform, you know? It's not much. It's not much. It's honest work. It's honest work. It's funny you mention. it's funny you mentioned this because I remember an insight I, 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 feel, I feel like I had a couple years back was I was playing a lot of Sheik at the time, and I remember contrasting how, I don't know if you guys remember this, but Puff Sheik used to be thought to be just, I mean, like a really, really hard matchup and the Sheiks were really struggling with it. And then the Sheiks that started doing really well in the matchup were the ones that were just kind of higher APM and they would actually use platforms and platform wavelands to like actually threaten instead of, you know, the old the old way where, where all most Sheiks played grounded and played, you know, tilt, tilt down smash heavy or looking for grabs just doesn't work against Jigglypuff. It, you you, yeah. you can't really contest her space at all and like, her back air is just higher value than hitting a straight forward tilt that she's probably going to DI, DI out anyway because she's drifting away versus like taking to the platforms, waveling, wave landing into her aerial space and being able to like even catch her drift with like a forward air or something or a back air coming off the platforms or using needles. So I remember thinking to myself, ah, oh, the Sheiks are doing a lot better against Puff using this more platform heavy playstyle, And I, I really got really heavy vibes of that watching your uh, Peach versus... Obviously, it's not quite the same character, but I think there's some similarities, you know? Yeah, no, it kind of feels like... Uh, I know Wally's put it this way, famed New Jersey Peach. Uh, watching Lot in the matchup Wally. feels... Yeah, love Wally so much. Um, watching Lot in the matchup like feels like Lod's like playing these interactions that like are so hard for Peach, like so Puff-favored, but Lod's just a genius, so he makes it work. And then he says that watching me in the matchup feels like we're actually like playing match mix-ups that are like more favorable for Peach, that it's like more like closer to even. So that is kind of how I felt where it's like, I, I've like the set of interactions that I've chosen to participate in with Jigglypuff have generally felt like pretty good. They felt pretty good. So that's like, that's been working for me. And I think that as time goes on, it's, Hungrybox uh, made a lot of really good adaptations of just, like, choosing to not interact with me in any of those, like, mix-ups that I specifically set up. Um, mm. And then only interact, like, just, you know, puff away back airing every time he saw me, like, set up a position from which I can play a mix-up that I've, like, hit him in before. And then he started, like, approaching me in a few ways that, like, I don't think I was ready for specifically. I don't know what Peach has for that, but I wasn't ready for it at the time. So I think that, like, my set of mix-ups is probably going to get worse as time goes on uh it just depends on if like i can meaningfully adapt to like the way that hbox was like approaching me with nares i think so i think for now it's like got the got the high high float platform peach stuff which is good for now it's, it's right. a to be continued situation to be continued. Yeah. I think uh, bringing it back to the Armada thing too, I remember, you know, it's funny because with Armada, you know, you mentioned like our, potentially having having it be pretty difficult to study like Armada, what is Armada doing against Pup? But, I, mm -hmm. you know, I also just think like with Armada in particular, you know, he did kind of stop playing uh, Peach versus Puff pretty early on. Like if you compare, you know, Okay, Armada and any other matchup, you've got years and years of footage to work with. You know, you can yeah. find Armada fighting Fox deep into 2018. You know, you've got Armada versus Leffen at, e at Evo, right? Armada was going uh, Peach for, for Mango for years and years and years and years and years. But like, 
he he did kind of stop playing the puff matchup in i mean like 2010 11 i mean it was pretty early on and i remember uh remarking to myself one of the last sets that he lost to hungrybox before he committed to the switch to young link i remember watching that set and i remember thinking it was incredibly close it was a 3-0 but it was a all of the games the individual games were close like they were one stocks but in every single game he got up tilt rested once he he got like in every single game hbox would land in front of his shield at a low percent up tilt and he would get hit and i was like and i was thinking to myself like okay well the games were actually totally doable but if you are playing three stocks to four because you get up tilt rested once a game then that kind of fucks the math you know, Each, like almost has to like let Puff like back air her for free a couple times to get out of like up tilt rest percent range. Like it feels like uh-huh. sometimes. Like I watched Lob versus Hbox the last stock of that uh, of their set. Lob was at like twenty percent and Hbox was like one hundred and thirty. And Hbox like five or six different times lands in front of Lod Shield, tries to tomahawk up tilt, and he like gets nared for it. And I'm like, well. The risk reward there is actually like if Hbox happens to get that up tilt, he wins the game. If Lod gets the nair, Lod gets a nair. So like <laughs> those thoughts are it's like I just yeah, Puff Puff could definitely play that like super high value uh rest setup game on you, and you have to just be really, really aware of the percents and like setups for it. Like the percents where the setups work and the specific setups that exist. Uh I think like, where the matchup gets really bad is if you play solo battle and they uh like Bat, have like the every specific like forward air into rest, dare into rest, etc. into rest, and it becomes less possible to like mitigate all of the rest setups. A lot of puffs. And then only, you gotta. Yeah, yeah, and then you're playing Fox, and then you're playing Fox in 2010. <laughs> <laughs> or Young Link, actually. No, so like right, a lot of puffs, right, right. you can just beat them as Peach because you can like figure out what their rest setups are and like mitigate them pretty well. Like I definitely play like specific the high up game that I play against Puff. Uh, a lot of the time at low percent, I'm like. Okay, I'm playing these like high up mix ups. I'm all the way up in the air. Like, I think this mix up is actually like not super favorable for me. But if I get hit, mm-hmm. that's fine. I get hit like once or twice, and I'm chilling, and I cannot possibly get rested in this interaction. So like, just getting playing those interactions where it's like, if I get a hit, great. If I get hit, kind of also great because I get out of right. rest. rest setup. Not that bad. Percentage. Yeah, it's not that bad. It's actually pretty good, I think. That's what people, you know, that's what, like, in Ultimate, that's what people do with, like, against Luigi. Because, like, Luigi is a character that if they grab you at 0 to 10, they kill you. (laughs) So people are like, all right, I'm going to, like, literally jump around and get hit. And please (laughs) Please. hit me with an aerial, and then then I can play Smash normally, yeah. (laughs) It's it's pretty funny. That's kind of what that reminds me of. Um, And and, and also, you know, with the... um, Something that I noticed about your gameplay at uh, SWT is I really like your usage of it. Felt like you were really practiced on the wiggle out air dodges. Um, for a lot of those, like you said, percents where the combo isn't actually real. I was like, oh man, if he didn't get that wiggle out air dodge, that would have been really bad. But but you had those on lock, and I don't think. I mean, this is obviously nothing against Armada. I just don't think people really used it much at all back then. And I'm sure Armada would have if he like kept playing Peach through the years. That was just kind of an artifact of the time. I think people just didn't use that option as much. Yeah, Armada didn't have UCF zero point eight, so it was a different time. <laughs> wiggle out was random back then. I literally like. I never wiggled out before UCF 0.8, and then I was like, oh, this is in the game. That's pretty cool. And I started doing it. I was like, wow, this is a really good option. That's cool. Do you mash it, or do you just, like, time it? 
I don't really know the mechanics, so I just wiggle the stick around for a little bit. Okay, okay, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not yeah like you wiggle it, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I just kind of I do what the name implies. Yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Solo battle in my chat, by the way. That's cool. Solo battles here, getting getting some love. Love yeah. watching solo battle. Um. Well, but yeah, Harpod. I mean, this really really cool question. I'm definitely got to deep dive on it a little bit. Hope that was uh, satisfactory. Uh, uh, that's it. Oh, <laughs> thanks. I'll see you in stream later, buddy. Thanks for coming by. Cool. Nice Goodbye. to talk to you. All right. Peace out, man. Yeah. Harpot's a long time, uh, long time chatter. Cool. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Always cool to have those, you know, people like that come around, you <laughs> mm -hmm. know, like web and, and so on. Love web. Love web. Good dude, good peach questions today, huh? Yeah, this is this is yeah. nice. This is nice. I don't get. To, I'm really like of the of the the high top tiers. I, peach is definitely my worst. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, PP, you know this from when we do. Uh, <laughs> I'm not in much of a better and, shape, man. I can't. Really. I, dude, I, none of us yeah. are. None, 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 none on peach. Like all of us, yeah. are just like, oh god, what are we doing? It is um, so painful. it's it's cool to get to talk to talk about the theory right. and stuff because definitely the character I understand the least. I think. Yeah, I mean, when I started out with Peach, I was like, I was like a young Falco player, like in my dorm room in like 2015, and I was like, uh -huh. "What on earth is this thing? This feels like a different <laughs> game. What's she supposed to do?" I was just like, <laughs> kind of like happened to like exploring that, but like half the time, like yeah. it just doesn't like feel like the same game almost. Like so much of the stuff she can do with like float and like double jump momentum and like float cancel aerials, it's like uh, the, like feels like characters don't have like. There's not like a super tight analog to it in the rest of the game. Right. There's like double jump momentum stuff, but like yeah. Yeah. Ryby posted character. like a little Ryby posted a little combo video today on Twitter that I was watching. Mm -hmm. I was like, this is cool. This is like <laughs> he was definitely doing some stuff. I just uh, well, maybe I've seen it in bits, but I'd never seen mm -hmm. it all put together. I thought that, that Yeah. Was cool. Um, I think we're about ready to bring on our next caller. Uh mm -hmm. we got Abe Abe? Is it Abe? It's Abe. It's Abe. What's up, up Abe? Abe? Where are you calling in from? So I'm calling in from Evanston, Illinois, um, and my question is um, sort of about the role of machine learning and uh, AI and Melee, so oh, hell yeah. um, I want to know, what is the current role of um, analytics in the Melee metagame? Like, aside from the slippy basics, is anyone oh. providing advanced stats like analytics that could help top players analyze other players and get an edge? Like, for example, like, would people be interested in, like, the probability that this person rolls in this situation or the probability that this move will connect at this spacing? And a sort of dual question is, um, aside from, like, in-game analysis, um, is there any sort of ways that TOs would like to see machine learning and AI impact the Melee community? And sort of just one last note, I don't mean, like, a devising like an AI that beats humans. I mean, maybe something more along the lines of like, oh, how do I generate the best bracket to peak like Twitch? Oh AI? yeah. Yeah, there's a ton of cool, cool applications. I remember I had an idea a while back. I mean, I think the thing about analytics right now is we've got, we're really good at getting the data. Um, we haven't done the most with it. I actually saw something get posted yesterday, literally yesterday. I think it's called, oh my God, I don't want to, this project just got posted. I know Kadoran tweeted it, but it was basically like, have you seen I need data? I need data is like a, it's like a visualizer where you can show if I get hit at this part of exactly here on Yoshi's story by this move. And I DI exactly this way with my stick. And I'm at this percent. 
and it visualizes where you'll fly. Like, are you going to KO, get KO'd? Are you going to survive? And just kind of visualization tools like this. Um, so I don't know if you've seen that, but somebody, it's called, okay, Slippy Study Tool. So some, this is tweeted out yesterday, yeah. November 8th. And you can plug in your Slippy data to this thing. And uh, maybe for the YouTube, uh, maybe we'll put this a link to it in the description or something if you guys want to check it out. But um, Slippy Study Tool it, you basically can plug in a slippy file and you can you can use filters to be like, I want to see all the times I got hit by, uh, I don't know. I want to see all the times I got grabbed out of neutral or something. And you can like filter it down to specific moves. This isn't really machine learning, obviously. This is just data visualization. But um, uh, this is all to say that, so yes, there are some cool products being worked on right now. Um, and I think we're, we've gotten really good at getting data. I just don't know that we're doing that much with it yet. I definitely don't think there's any like big like machine learning projects for this sort of thing. But you know, this is something I even thought about a while back because I had this idea for my own gameplay where I was thinking to myself, you know, I, I, I think that in the Ice Climbers matchup, I think my success rate and my win rate goes way up when I use way more drill and shine relative to the rest of my moveset. And sometimes I do too much, I don't know, nair, let's, let's say. And uh, I find that I have less success, I, I think, to myself, I think that I have more success in the matchup when a greater percentage of the moves that I use are drill and shine, for example. And, you know, I, I don't know that you would need machine learning to generate that kind of data. Like, you could, you could really just look at slippy replays and just, you know, you can track the neutral interactions and all this stuff and the win rate. But, but I had an idea for that, and I thought that would be a pretty cool way to inform... You know, you can imagine, right? You could imagine a tool where you plug in all your slippy data and it tells you things like, um, imagine it tells you things like, hey, in the Marth matchup, uh, you, one of your biggest problems is you keep getting fucking grabbed out of your approaching nares. So maybe stop doing those nares. You know, like you could do that. You could, someone could build that, right? And, and it, it could tell you literally, it could literally tell something, it could tell you this is where you're losing neutral a lot. Um, so that that was my idea, and I think I, I know how I would build it. I, I think it's feasible. Um, so, yeah, I, that 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 that's one idea. I, I thought it was kind of a cool idea, but just throwing that out there. <laughs> yeah, I, I was thinking of something like sorry to um, cut off, but like uh, say like a top player is playing another top player, and they're like, oh, like what is the what is the probability of this person like rolls like under this pressure or whatever? So it would be. I was also thinking of trying to figure out something that could analyze. Oh, you almost want to have it be something like it's like a real time thing that's displayed on a stream for a tournament or something. <laughs> I don't think of it that way, but that actually sounds pretty cool. Or even mid, you know, between sets or something. Would it be like, would it be like player specific data? Like this player had like, yeah. kind of like a visualizer of like here's this player's like type of habits out of situations, like things you can exploit or yeah. yeah I so that's I was sort of talking about yeah. I was trying yeah. to make the analogy with like uh, sports leagues, so like um, sort of the analytics that maybe like a tennis player looks at um, when oh, they play okay, another okay. tennis player, or like for a top player, like oh I have to play like IBDW like tomorrow. Like what is the probability that he does this under under this um, sort of action. So it would be more of like a tool for um, top uh, players to use against each other. Yeah, so... That sounds dope. I don't know if this was machine learning or not, just to say it, because, I mean, Toph said it, and I think that it felt right for me to say it too. Um, yeah. I, I saw 
there was this thing where I, I think they did it especially for Hungry Bucks. There was like this heat map of where he often was on the stage. And so you could kind of predict where he often liked to hang out. And I think there were some surprising implications of where he often was. And then in that map, there also were little spots, I think, color differently, highlighted differently. I don't remember. It's been a while. Uh, but there was something that showed where he often got his hits. And I think they did this for, I think, a different character. And the map obviously looked very different because HBox will play on platforms and he'll weave out really far and everything. And other characters, you know, will, especially against him, will play more in the center or whatever. And so I felt that that was one of the most interesting things that could be done with data or or could be maybe learned in that type of way where you can see where people often are and then you can see where people are getting a hit and then you could even like overlap them, right? And then figure out, okay, well, these might be the problem spots and that maybe this is where they hang out a lot, but maybe if they don't hang out there a lot, then maybe it means when they go there, it's when they're trying to get a hit, right? So however you interpret that. And I think that that could be really interesting stuff that isn't used so much. Um, and that's really the only thing that comes to my mind. But of course you could have like, you could ha you could control for variables, right? I mean, this is something I try and do sometimes when I do analysis. Do they hold shield more when their percent when their percent's higher, especially when they're out of getting killed by grab? I mean, this is something that you know I'll see peaches do more, for example. They'll hold shield more because they don't want to get hit by fox up smash, but if they get grabbed, it's fine. So that's one thing, and so you could learn. But if you didn't understand that, and like you didn't know that that would be a thing, then you could learn that through the data, for example. Or mm -hmm. you could say if the, if someone's cornered you might find out they hold shield more and, and then you'd be made, I don't get why. And then maybe you'd kind of like figure it out. Right. So you could, you could, you control for variables and maybe have things like that come up and that could be kind of interesting. And I think that'd be a cool way for people who might not understand some of the higher level concepts to see it too. That could be a between games, but um, after set type of thing, something for the casters to break down. It'd, it'd be, it'd be interesting data. Polish, I don't know if you had anything else you wanted to add about that. If I mean, again, it's an odd topic. I don't, none of us, I don't know if any of us are data scientists or anything, but. Yeah, I would say like, one of the ways that I think about Melee a lot in terms of like improvement uh, is thinking about the spots where you interact with characters and like specific spots where you can just choose not to interact with them when they can get like a really high value, like, hit on you so like i guess the example i most commonly use for this is like S samus like back air like tipper back air if you're recovering as peach once you're at like 90 percent ish mm. where it's like you just like should never like you should just like try as hard as you can to just like not interact with that at all so kind of like looking if i was like looking through data with my philosophy of the game uh under some circumstances i would probably be most interested in spots where my opponents got really high value like openings or kills on me specifically where it's like kills that were are but like like significantly or like enough earlier than like the average like kill percentage for a matchup so it's like i could look at those and be like okay how can i mitigate this so that i can live longer which might be a very like peach brain way of looking at this but i don't know i I'd, like I, again i don't have like any roadmap for like turning this into a real thing or like what data would be used but like that's the uh inkling of an idea that i as a competitor would am interested in that reminds me even of um 
Yeah, the, I, I don't even think that's necessarily just a peach thing either. I remember talking <laughs> to Pipsqueak after Pipsqueak won. Um, uh, what was it? Same circuit finals this past weekend. And he was saying, you know, a big part of his game plan versus Professor Pro was like he would go up when he when he goes up a stock. He would dash dance in such a way that he would be kind of more back towards the corner. So Professor mm -hmm. Pro approaches with a running shine. He's very likely to just get shined and grab the ledge. Whereas if he approaches with a running shine, he will get a knockdown that he can convert either into a jab reset or a tech chase, right? And yeah. a big part, he was like, well, I am just going to play the numbers game. My openings are more valuable because I'm playing the style. You can commit to something that's like an overshoot nair or something, but I can try to react to that. It's more reactable. And so he had a whole game plan built around this very idea. Um, yeah. And, 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 and yeah, I, I definitely think that we have the data at this point uh to to build some of this stuff um uh i i mean i i, I used to be somewhat of a i wasn't an ml engineer per se but i was a data set engineer um although you know i haven't done any of that work for a while and i i, I definitely think that um there are some really smart people in the community that are that are doing some things like this here here and there but but i would love to see i would love to see some of these uh some some of these ideas you know come come to fruition for sure because yeah, the da the data is there. I mean, you know, the, in theory, the people uh, the people with with those skill sets have what they need to to, to build this stuff today. Uh, there's a, it, I mean, there's so many so many slippy falls. My my hard drive alone <laughs> has so much slippy data on it. Uh, you know, and and I'm I'm sure everybody does. So 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 yeah. I mean, the 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 prerequisites are definitely there. Um, but, but yeah, there's, there's a lot of really cool stuff that, that can be done. And, um, and we got, you know, and, and shout outs to the people who built, you know, like fizzy who built, uh, obviously fizzy now known for like, you know, rollback and all that stuff. But, but I mean, even long before that, right. Like slippy with, with its, with its replay, uh, functionality and with, with all of the data that you get out of slippy, you know, that we've already displayed at major tournaments, you know, we already see things like, you know, openings per kill and all that stuff. Uh, again, obviously, that's not machine learning or anything like that. But uh, shout outs to those coders who have who have already given us some of those cool features already. But yeah, thanks thanks for the the, the question, Abe. That's a pretty cool, definitely some pretty cool ideas here. And uh, and also, I guess for you know anybody on YouTube, if you have interesting ideas uh, that 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 are coming out of this discussion, be sure to drop those as comments. Maybe we'll go through and click on the like button. But yeah, thanks, Abe. You got any uh, shout-outs for us uh, on your way out today, Abe? I'm just going to piggyback off of Tove. Shout-out to all the people that um, made all the data collection melee happen. The fact that like after every match, you can get a file of every input for the whole game is just insane. And there's like uh, a lot of stuff waiting to be done with that. Hell yeah. All right, take care. And it looks like we got one more today. One more uh, caller. Els? Am I saying hey. that correct? What's up, Els? Not too much. That's right. It's Els. Um, what's up, fellas? How, How you, you doing? Where are you calling in from? <laughs> calling in from uh, upstate New York. Um, oh, yeah. And I had a question. I'm a brand new player. I play a low tier. I've never been to an in-person tournament. And ah. For some reason, I've decided to compete at main stage, and cool. I wasn't nervous about it until I watched Best Ness versus Net One Two Three Four, and uh, I guess I'm just wondering. Oh, Chris Best, you think Chris Best? Yeah, uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah, Chris Best. Uh, yeah, Chris great Best set, great set. 
but, uh, phenomenal, phenomenal set. <laughs> I guess I'm wondering, what can I expect from uh, uh, such a big event as not, a complete not that. movie? <laughs> um, <laughs> what kind of attitudes can I expect from other players being just like a bad player playing a low tier? Um, you know, in you know a, a, a big, big stage. Uh, what I mean, what low tier do you play? If you don't mind us asking, not that I, it necessarily matters, but I play Mewtwo. Hell yeah, that's such a sick <laughs> character. <laughs> that's a sick character. Um, PP, you start. Okay. Well, I, yeah, yeah, I I feel like you know there we have people that call in and are kind of worried about big tournaments kind of often, and the thing yeah. you got to remember is. Uh, for a lot of the people that, especially that are going to tournaments, we just want people there. We want people to go and have a good time and for the game to grow and that, and it, and you're going to see different stuff. If you're online and you're going to have everyone quitting out on you and unranked and whatever. And I like, I'm, I'm sure you've already experienced that, so we don't need to go over it, mm -hmm. but I know that in person and you, and you will see some of it in person too, but I think what people care more about is that people are there and enjoying melee. And I, and I really do think that's just so just so crucial but you also got to remember that a lot of people i mean the nice thing about going to big events is you're watching the good melee live you're seeing like the the enthusiasm of everyone live you're seeing the gameplay live and it, it really just feels so different when the crowd's cheering or when you see it or when the speakers really ha hear you he like you hear a knee happen or whatever it is um, it just it just feels different. Everything feels different about it. And playing live is different because there's the person right there. So I think all of it is is really cool. And I think I'll, there are so many people that say, man, I went to my first major and now I'm hooked and now I just want to keep playing and grinding and everything. Right. So if I had to guess, that's what I would expect your response to be after going, because that's what uh, most people's response is. But I mean, to help ensure that, you know, maybe it helps to ask to get in on friendlies. Maybe it helps to ask for advice. It's going to be hard because. Friendly setups are hard to get on at major, so I will also say that if you don't get friendlies, don't worry about it because the experience can still be worth it. But uh, yeah, it's it's a it's it's fun to go to. It's 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 a real real blast, and so I, I hope more than anything that you just expect to expect to have a pretty good time and see some really cool stuff. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, like, Melee tournaments, like, we all go there and we do play the video game. Like, we go there to play Melee, but, like, when I come away from a Melee tournament, you know, at the end of the weekend, usually I'm thinking, like, less about the game and more about, like, it was really fun to, like, meet and talk with people. And, like, this, it's the social aspect of the game that I think is just, like, so much more, like... Number one, like more important in in the grand scheme of things, and number two, like the thing that is more fun at the end of the day. So I think that you can definitely like meet people and have friendlies and have fun and watch good melee with people and just have a good time and like maining a low tier. I don't I don't know if that matters when you're just a human being talking to other people and having a good time, basically. <laughs> Polish, before before we hear what Toph has to say about it, I wanted to say, you know, you're probably going to have a lot more social interaction next tournament you go to. I don't know if it's main stage or what, but I mean, after this run here, you're going to have quite a few people coming up and wanting your autograph and a picture. Are you, are you ready for that, man? One person has asked me for my autograph at SmashCon, and I was like, oh, God, 
Oh no, what does this mean? I just, I wasn't ready for it. But uh, thankfully, at Smash World Tour, Magi walked up to me and she gave me like two hours of like really good like life advice in <laughs> terms of how to handle being like seen and known and like D-list melee celebrity type of deal. <laughs> so I think I have a much better like mental framework for right. dealing with it now, thanks to Magi. So big shout outs there. Big shout outs to Magi for sure. But yeah, go ahead, Toph. Uh, what do you have to answer? What do you want to say to Els? Uh, yeah, I was gonna say the same thing, man. Uh, you know, um, at the end of the day, even if you feel nervous, you got to realize that even though something I've kind of realized more recently, if anything, and I think the pandemic really made me realize this because I've missed going to tournaments um, for, you know, obviously we didn't get to go for, for a year and a half, two years. And, and, you know, I really, you know, nervousness feels like a negative emotion. And I think it is in a, in a sense, right. It feels like a, it feels like, um, you know, it's not, it's not a, it's not a feeling that people associate as being a positive thing necessarily. You know, you feel like anxious or bad or what have you. Right. But at the, at the, at the same time, you know, in spite of that, I always thought, um, I kind of realized I missed it. Like at, at Riptide, you know, when I, when I went to Riptide finally after, after a year and a half, two years of not going anything and I was in bracket and I was feeling a little bit nervous and I was like, you know, I, you know, this feels kind of like in some ways this feels kind of bad, but in some ways I also really missed this. And I, I miss, cause you know, you go through your day to day and you don't really get nervous. You don't really, you don't put that much emotional stock in anything. So, you know, I, I would say, uh, you know, you can look at it as like, oh my God, I'm nervous. This is going to be terrible. But like at the same time, I think you should relish it cause you're going to miss it one day. Hmm. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> well, and there's yeah, only I one mean, way to find out. That's right. Well, have you, hope you have a, a great tournament and just try to like, like people said, try to meet people, try to have mm -hmm. fun. And because, uh, you know, you're not really unless you've got, you know, grand delusions of winning the whole thing. You're, you're, you're probably not there to necessarily win the tournament. You're, you're there uh, the same reason the majority of people are there, which, which is to have a really good time and take part in the community. So, you know, try to make friends and um, I don't know, money match people, you know, do, do whatever. Right. Yeah. Uh, that's that's what it's ultimately all about. Yeah, the, the real top 100 was the friends we made along the way. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, well that's said. right. We'll get PG stats on that for sure coming up soon. <laughs> that's the number That's the number zero. Every single year should be number zero, the friends we made along the way. Beautiful. Uh, well, well, I hope you're feeling a little bit better about it now, Els. Yeah, thanks, guys. Cool. Cool. You got that's the luck. Maybe we'll even run into each other. Oh, <laughs> oh, wave. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I have a couple shout outs. Uh, I want to shout out Tired of O2 and Only Noobs. Uh, they're two East Coast online beginner tournaments that are the only tournaments I've competed in so far. I've done Ooh. both twice. Uh, I, I have a, a couple. I'm sorry. Slouchy Luna on Twitch and Show. He's a Smash Ultimate player from uh, San Diego, and he invited me to the tournament. So, cool. Hell yeah. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you. Take Definitely. Care. Yeah. Have a great day. Love encouraging players to go to tournaments. One of our favorite things to do on this show, I think. Mm -hmm. Definitely. It's so cool for our scene that we have like those O2 tournaments and like the yeah. Slippy Unragged stuff. Like, oh, man, it'd be so hard to get into Melee otherwise just because of how good people are. We used so to not have them. We used to yeah. not have them. They're, they're yeah. pretty new, I would say. I think within the last like couple years, maybe year and a half since Slippy started, I think we've started having all the 
O2 stuff. Yeah. That's probably just part of the so many people playing online. It's just so easy mm -hmm. to run so many other tournaments now. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and they do really well. Um, I might even, I don't know, I, I might even be commentating the season finale or whatever it is next Monday. So we'll, we'll see how that shakes out. That might be a lot of fun. Cool. Um, Toph, you got anything else for Polish? I can, I have plenty of things here I can ask, but uh, just making sure because I uh, want to make sure that you got everything. If I think of anything, I will, I will ask it. Yes, sir. All right. Well, oh, man. What do I want to choose? I'll, I'll just choose. Well, I don't know how many people in this sort of situation we have on. We'll kind of see where this goes, how quickly it goes. But Polish, you have, from my understanding, at nine to five, you already, so you're working. Is that correct? We'll just, we'll just start there. Okay. So he says yes for the, for the audio listeners. Oh. <laughs> um, and so what I'm kind of wondering is how, how difficult is that to balance you know, the working world, the melee world, is there, is there some sort of trade-off? Do you, do you ever have any interest in doing any sort of full-time eventually or, or anything like that? Like, and, and for P maybe also to add on, just to give you so many things at once, uh, if there are people out there that maybe think, oh, I couldn't get into melee because I'm, I'm working in nine to five, what would you say to them? A good question. As someone who used to hail from that world. Okay. So I definitely think that the level of, okay, this might just be me being a floaty player, just putting that <laughs> out there for context, right? But the level of grinding that you need to do in order to have tech skill good enough to meaningfully interact in neutral and be able to play the game, I think is low enough that you can manage that in addition to a full time, like, I don't think you have to be grinding for like four to eight hours a day or whatever. Like I definitely just like in college practiced like a bunch of tech skill. And as time goes on, like more of it kind of sticks and I have to like maintain less of it. And I like, I play a lot of characters. So it's like, I have some tech skill like across the board with all characters. So I feel like I can make this statement, but again, maybe I'm just a floaty player. Um, it feels like you definitely can balance like, the amount of time necessary to, like, melee's upkeep in, in, like, pressing buttons to be able to play the game, that doesn't take, like, too, too much time. Maybe, like, starting out, you need to spend, like, half an hour, an hour, like, pretty regularly, like, working on it. But, like, after a while, I think that you can just be like, okay, I have a tournament coming up. Time to, like, refresh everything. Let's re-practice, make sure everything's as clean and as crisp as it can be. And I actually feel like one of my, I would say, biggest like weaknesses as a player that would be mitigated by playing more full time is that there's a level of like tech skill of like consistency of like not missing like anything where like you watch Zane and the number of things that he tries to do that he messes up much lower than the number of things that I try to do that I mess up. And I definitely, like, don't grind as hard as I quote-unquote should. So I think that I can still, like, make that kind of, neck like, jump up to the next level with um, a full-time job. But it, it would be easier without one. In terms of, like, am I thinking about um, going into Melee more full-time at any point? We don't, like, have money in the scene. Yeah, right. <laughs> 
Right. So it's like, am I that that question kind of becomes more like, am I interested in like being a Twitch streamer? more than anything else is if what you can get a like. top tier sponsor that that can get you that can get <laughs> yeah you need but, to be like top five ish or something yeah that kind of also feels like it gets into like yeah unless i'm like top five it's like are you interested in being a twitch streamer and like making youtube content because i as a person am not like super interested the way in which you make melee from melee money from melee in my understanding is more by being like an influencer and being like look i have this big platform i'm making content i'm doing twitch streams uh look at me i have a presence on the internet i'm not like super interested in all of that personally melee is a thing that i do because i really enjoy improving i really enjoy playing high level melee and i really enjoy traveling and meeting people and hanging out with my friends the influencer type deal is like definitely less appealing to me. Um, if I manage to hit top five somehow and can get a top tier super sponsor without having to be a huge Mr. Influencer man, then sure, I'll go in on Melee. But I just like, it's not something I guess I'm like pursuing. I'm pursuing right. getting better at Melee because getting better at Melee is really fun to me. And I, you know, I wasn't planning on being like, uh, like my melee mentality is I want to be better at my next tournament than I was at my last tournament. Mm -hmm. When I'm at a tournament, I'm like, okay, like let's, the things I've been working on, let's put them into practice. Let's see the difference. And when I see like something that I put into practice and I have it now, I'm like, oh, that's so sick. And that's where like most of my dopamine rush from melee comes from. So yeah, I think. In terms of, like, am I trying to get into the influencer huge sponsor sphere? Not necessarily, but if it happens, uh, cool. But I, I you know, yeah. don't, don't expect to see the Polish YouTube channel popping up <laughs> anytime <laughs> soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. I sure. mean, you know, it's like the 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 way, you know, the, the years that I was doing my, my fastest improving in Melee, like, you know, were definitely when I had a... I was working simultaneously. I was I was either in college and then and then after that I was working simultaneously or, or at least interning. Um and you know like players like like when when Shroom solidified himself as like top 10 for a couple of years, you know, he was working uh some of Swedish's best performances, you know. So Hungrybox as well. And you know, yeah, maybe there's a floaty thing going on there, but I'm I'm like not even that sold on like I'm not even that sold on that idea. Like, I definitely think that um, people over-exaggerate or overhype. Like, you know, how much more technically difficult. I think I think all characters at, at high level are reasonably demanding these days. And, and you know, so. Um, and, and you're absolutely right. I think that, uh, you know, when it comes to even being a streamer, I mean, that's that's also work. That's also work. I mean, you know, you'll see... Uh, even Zane, right? You know, Zane has to turn on his even even Z even as somebody who, you know, the, the 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 vast bulk of his Twitch stream is him grinding melee. You know, he will turn on his stream and play Jigglypuff and Roy for hours. You know, for 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 tournament, you know, online tournaments for for yeah. stream content that could probably be better spent. Um, you know, grinding Marth, right? So yeah. you know, it, it's in the it's, lab. Yeah, so it's not even like it's not even like you're necessarily um uh yeah, I I totally think that that ultimately uh it's it's possible to be very very good um 
Yeah, also, job, I think. So, yeah, something to keep in mind is that, like, the vast majority of people playing Melee aren't doing it for a living. So, right. like, in terms totally. of, like, improving and, like, getting super high up there on the rankings or whatever, getting really good, you're probably in the same boat as 99.9% .9 of the player base. So yeah. the amount of practice that you can do, pretty, like, similar to the amount of practice other people can do. I, you know, I mean, in general, who knows about individual life situations or whatever. So I agree. I agree. And yeah, I don't know. I, I think that's, I think that's fine. I don't know. I, I've thought about this for a long time and, you know, and, you know, even though, even though part of me, you know, wishes we, I don't know, had more prize money in the scene or what have you. And we were more of a tier one esport. you know, on the flip side, you know, I think sometimes with tier one esports, you know, there's a, there's always this question of like, you know, how sustainable is it for these, you know, these, these League of legends or, or whatever these, you know, players are making all this money from, from sponsors and, and people are wondering, you know, are the, are the investors really getting the ROI, you know, on, on, on that. And, and, you know, part of me, I'm, I'm very happy and thankful that, you know, with what we have going on in melee, uh, we have a very thriving scene and, we like don't have to worry about a bunch of investors pulling out and you know i, I don't know I, I just feel like we it's we're actually sustainable and we're doing fine and i i kind of appreciate that in some ways i don't know so i, I think it's i think it's super chill and, and and i definitely think we're in a good spot also uh, a peek behind the curtain for anyone who mm -hmm. like thinks that they can't grind enough to like get good and catch up with people i believe i first saw this on a El Fuego Santiago Twitter post. He made like nice. a document on like how to improve in like 2017 or something. And it included as part of it like, yeah, you know, like nobody actually practices. Like there's like a lot, there's like a huge body of melee players who are not actively trying to get better. And if you are actively yeah. grinding and trying to get better, that puts you ahead of a lot of people. A lot of people. Even yeah. like even once you get into the top 100, like that, it's very good to actually practice the game. So you can you can catch right. up. You can definitely get better. Hardcore. Yeah. yeah. Take it from breakout star Polish. Yeah, you don't have. Yeah. <laughs> How did you feel about that, PP? When you were, because I mean, your improvement, I think, when you were getting really good, was also just very fast. I mean, did you feel like you were just? Because uh, let me tell you, from the outside looking in, from somebody who was reading your posts on Smashboards and stuff, I mean, I, it definitely looked to me like you were just working harder than I, I think most people. And, and I, you, you were in college, right, at the time, so. Yeah, I was in college, and I was working really hard, although that wasn't practice I was doing because I didn't know how. No one knew how at the time. Uh, so what I did was, you know, I talked to people, and most importantly, I did a lot of analysis, and I played a lot, and so I was able to move my understanding along just from being so connected with the game in that way. So I did, I was putting in a lot of work whenever I could, but yeah, I was also in school and, and doing what I could with school uh, in the meantime. Mm -hmm. Granted, mm -hmm. I was a psychology major, which is not as intense as a lot of other majors. So <laughs> we'll leave that. We will be fair about this. Uh, We're gonna be fair. Call a spade a spade. But uh, yeah, at this, I was Still, I mean, there's there were some overlaps in terms of extra electives and everything that I was doing. That I, was I think psychology is a plenty reputable degree choice, PP. I, I think it's. I mean, I don't regret it. I think it was great, but it just wasn't. I didn't have as much homework as engineers like to tell you. I see. Yeah. So, okay. You know. Uh, but anyway, I think, I think that counts as practice. By the way, I think that's practice, right? What is? You were saying, oh, it's not real. It wasn't really practice. Yeah. It was more like analysis. I think that's practice. practice. Yeah. If you yeah, if you that, have the yeah, the if umbrella. You, yeah, if you use the umbrella of practice, then yeah, there's so much that counts as it. But uh, yeah, we, in terms of like 
I didn't know how to do a lot of my solo work. Like I just, I, I did the Armada. I beat up a Falcon too, but Armada's, he, he did it on stream. So he's his way, his way cooler than mine. But uh, yeah, so, you know, I, I had that, but otherwise I was playing people and doing analysis and talking about the game. That was, that was me. And, um, you know, as much as I could do that with going to school, I, I made that work as well. And it was, I mean, it was awesome. Uh, I, again, I think one of the most important things is you just love the game. And I mean, Polish has talked a couple times now about everything he's really enjoyed his, uh, dopamine hits. Uh, and so I think, I think, uh, I think that's where you need to be looking if you're trying to, to figure it out, not, not worrying so much over whether you need to work or, or not or, or everything like that, because that's just all going to kind of get in the way a lot of the time. Yeah, it's all step by step. Like I, you know, I broke out or whatever recently, but it's not like I like made a huge jump and got way better. What I've been doing this whole time is I learn a new thing, I apply a new thing, I learn a new thing, I apply a new thing. And it's just you get to do that ad infinitum and like eventually you're like, oh, I'm pretty good at the game after a while. And if you enjoy the process, I think that from day one, like learning how to wave dash. I really enjoyed the process of learning a new thing and getting better at a new thing in Melee. And if you enjoy that process, you get to keep doing it and it's fun and you get better. And yeah. I don't know. That's cool. Just take it step by step, no matter what level you're at. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. <laughs> I think we can all co-sign that. Yes, sir. All right. Well, there's only one thing left to do, and that is our community voice for next week. It's that time. Polish. You have to think of the question. You had an hour and a half. Surely you have thought about it in this time. What would you like to ask the YouTube comments to answer? It is a question that only they can answer and only you can give to them. That's okay. It could be anything. So, unfortunately, I would say the thing I'm like mostly interested in from like Melee viewership is what percentage of Melee viewership is like actually like... What percentage is, like, more strictly spectators versus, like, what percentage, like, plays the game, maybe a little bit, like, practices wave dashing versus mm -hmm. what percentage, like, actively goes to locals? I think that, like, if I have a question for the community, at the end of the day, it's probably just a poll of, um, it's, it's just that question. Um, you could just ask them, how engaged are you in the competitive aspect of, of Maya? Yeah. How engaged are you as yeah, a player? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or do you just no, like, yeah, no, so, like... Probably that question, like, just kind of, what's your level of, like, interaction with mm -hmm. Melee? Uh, if you need a more, like, if you need a more, like, if you need a more, like, YouTube commenter-y question, like, something that gives them more room to work with, a little meme Okay, question, perfect, you perfect, say, perfect. You could say, like, uh, like, who would Elijah Wood play in Melee? <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay, do both. Yeah, do I, think both. A lot of people, I, want... I think a lot of people are wondering about that, so. Yes, we want exactly both of those. We I want, want... Yeah. Yeah, we'll get both. First of all, where you know where are you in terms of every every week? Do you, do you turn on your YouTube and you watch Golden Guardians content, and that's about it? Are you watching? Are you watch Are you attending tournaments, or you play a bunch of Slippy? What is your relationship with the game, and 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 how do you? Are you just a, are you just a fan, or are you? Do you even have your sights on getting ranked in the top one hundred one day? And as an addendum, below that, which character would Elijah Wood be? Yeah, the more important <laughs> question. The more important question. Beautiful, yes. beautiful. That's, Love that's that. great. Well, thank you so much, Polish. You've got the community voice. You've got all the other answers. There's mm -hmm. nothing left to do but to say thank you so much for coming on. Thank you thank so you much, so much Polish. Yeah. <laughs> thank Toe you so much holding for down, me. as always. Yeah, it's been great to have you. And thank you guys so much out there for watching. This is yet another episode of Radio Melee, signing out.